John, we know that there will be slumps. We know there will be injuries. We know there will be disappointments. We know somebody won't play up to their full potential or expectations. Uh, And I usually discount what I see in preseason any sport. And yet, when I watch the Timberwolves this preseason, I see almost all positives. Uh, I see, you know, Towns playing well even after his illness. I see Nas Reed playing extremely well while trying to prove that he deserves minutes. Anthony Edwards looks great. The bench players you want to see look good have looked good. Bryn Forbes looks fantastic. The offense looks like it's, you know, it's, it's act, everyone has acclimated to it. Uh, but, you know, you're the expert. You tell me what you're seeing out of this preseason. Yeah, it's it's kind of a weird thing to see things falling into place the way that they appear to be doing right now for the Timberwolves. Now, I think that what one thing that has been a shame um, is that obviously that Carl Anthony Towns had his medical issue, missed a full week of camp, and we still have not seen Towns and Rudy Gobert together on the floor as they get ready to play um because that's the that's the biggest x factor that everyone is intrigued about is this going to work how is it going to work so you would like to see more of that and hopefully maybe even on wednesday night against the lakers and hopefully especially on friday night uh in their home preseason game against the nets we'll see a little bit of that and and it can kind of help them to start to get a little bit of game action and just get ready for the season that way aside from that um Everything has been really impressive. Uh, I think the thing that has stood out to me so far the most in these preseason games is the depth that they have. Uh, A lot of these games are really being blown open when the second units get in and when and even when you get down into the third units. Um, in the second halves of games and you say, well, what is that a big deal? You know, what can we learn from from backups playing against backups? And the thing that you can learn is that it appears so far that the Wolves have superior backups to every team that they're playing. And that bodes well, should injuries come around, should someone struggle? And so I just like the variety of talent that Chris Finch has available um, to him, whether it's shooting like Bryn Forbes, whether it's uh, Jordan McLaughlin playmaking, whether it's Kyle Anderson, Austin Rivers, they all are bringing something different to the party and there's no redundancy. And that, that I think prepares and equips the Timberwolves to deal with a lot of different looks once they get to the regular season. So yeah, I, I, I really do think that right now, um, beyond just the wins that they are getting, it's the way that they're playing. It's the way that this group is coming together that is breeding optimism for for them. It's the uh, time-tested Timberwolves flaw. Too many good players. Yeah, that's that's always been it. It's always been a too much talent issue with yes. this team, and and how they iron that out. That'll be uh, that'll be up to Chris Finch. It will be. I'm going to chide John for being way too negative about something here. I do want to let you know this is the John Krasinski Show, part of the TalkNorth.com podcast network. Brandon Morton is our producer. Thanks to Manscaped. Thanks to TSR Injury Law. Thanks to All Energy Solar. And thanks to Head Flyer Brewing. If you uh, want to listen to a two-hour podcast where people are having a great time, go back and find our show from Head Flyer a couple episodes again. Uh, that was a blast. Uh, we'll be doing it again at some point. And uh, thanks to everyone for listening to TalkNorth.com. We just appreciate it. If you like basketball, also check out the Cheryl Reeve Show and check out the Go Gopher podcast as uh, the Gophers start ramping up here as well. Here's where you're being way too negative, John. You oh. know that Chris Finch is just 
he's just uh, masterminding things. He's, he's in the laboratory behind the scenes. He doesn't want anybody to see what he has planned for Go Bear and Towns playing together. That's a great point, Jim. I, he's laying in the weeds is what we're saying. You remember this was, I don't know, maybe six, five, six years ago, whenever Chip Kelly uh, yep. debuted with the Eagles and he had that uh, the fast-paced offense and they blitzed the, the Washington football team right out of the gates and everyone was just like, holy cow, this is the new thing. That kind of fizzled. So hopefully the tricks that Chris Finch has up his sleeve and the and the surprises that he's going to spring on an unsuspecting league are a little more sustainable than uh, Mr. Kelly's. Well, I will say that the best thing about Chris Finch is he doesn't remind me of Chip Kelly. <laughs> That's a very good thing. Yes, yes. Uh, it, I, I will say it was funny um, watching the game on... Okay, today is Sunday. Yeah, uh, or so watching the game Sunday night when they played the Clippers in Los Angeles, and for much of the second half, um, Chris Finch sat on his uh, on, on the bench, and he sort of just had his head in his hands, yeah. and he was just kind of watching it, and he seemed rather. I don't know, morose or I, I don't yeah. want to be a body language expert, but it, it was just funny to me. Like, and, and, you know, it, it did actually kind of remind me of one of his sayings that he told me early on when he started to have a little bit, a little bit of success last season was um, the, one of the quotes that he's given me that really always stuck out about Chris Finch is the more we win, the more I want to win. And, mm-hmm. So um, that shows, you know, he has, I think we've seen him have an incredible feel for the politics of the position, for building relationships, for connecting with players, with employees, with media, with all, with fans, with all sorts of people that way. And he has in some ways this sort of um, laid back approach and he doesn't take himself too seriously and, and he does what needs to be done and doesn't gripe about it. But there is also very much inside of him, I think, a real competitor. And I do think that he and a lot of people in this organization are starting to believe that this can be a team that wins a lot of games. And so there's going to be this side of Chris Finch, I think, that comes out that is very demanding um, that is very exacting. Maybe that that you know doesn't suffer the lulls that we saw this team kind of go through last year, and and that's going to just be a um, you know a, a really interesting thing to watch this year because when you talk to people beso- behind the scenes at the Wolves, it's not just the what w- we watch in these games and them winning some games and stuff that has been encouraging for them it's just the way that this whole thing is coming together there is a lot of confidence in that group and so how they handle that and and you know kind of the standards that they set day in and day out it's going to be uh it's going to be a different thing the warm and fuzzy fun you know wolves of of last year are probably not going to be around as much and i think finch is setting that tone kind of in training camp and in the preseason so far and let's be blunt, this has been a very good preseason for this team. They were terrible in the first quarter of that game on Sunday night. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, they did not play well. And that's, you know, one of the big reasons I think that they won the game, quite frankly, is that Kawhi Leonard didn't play in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, now, 
Rudy Gobert didn't play either. So so the Wolves had that to to card to play. But the Clippers are one of the teams, obviously, in the Western Conference that are going to be a challenge for the Wolves, that are going to be in the mix for a top four seed like the Wolves want to be, and one that creates a lot of matchup problems for that super big lineup um, that the Wolves want to deploy. And so uh, how different it looks when Rudy Gobert is out there, that's going to be a really interesting thing because I think the Clippers are one of the teams uh, that can go small and really stress a, a, a too big lineup. Now, the Wolves had Towns and Reed, in the you know in the front court to start that game and that that's just never worked very well even last year um but that's they are the clippers are really really good and so um when you kind of stack the western conference hierarchy that's going to be a team that is a favorite to come out of this conference and so how the wolves handle that especially if they were ever to see them in a playoff series the, that's one of the teams you look at and say oof that's going to be tough sliding for them how about this uh, now, John, of course, writes for The Athletic and covers the Timberwolves. He's covered the Timberwolves for like 18 years. Uh, that's his primary job, and he's all over it. Uh, does a great job as a beat writer and, and analyst. Uh, so, of course, John was up late last uh, late Sunday night watching that preseason game. I have a different job. I watch all the teams. Sometimes I record games. Sometimes I fast-forward through games. I try to keep up with everything, but I'm not necessarily going to watch every team's preseason game at 9.30 at night. I watched, uh, and I'm sitting there thinking, I you know, I spent the day at, uh, at U.S. Bank Stadium. I watched the night football game. But when the Timberwolves came on to play a stupid preseason game at 9, 9.30 on a Sunday night in the NFL season where I you know went to the, the stadium at 9 in the morning, I wanted to watch. And not only did I want to watch because I was truly interested and ex- not only did I want to watch because I expected to be entertained in a preseason game, which I never do, I also am sitting there in you know, early October thinking about playoff matchups with the Clippers. This is, this is not the way I usually view the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah, it's, it, I think it really is indicative of the increased interest in this club um across all, all around the city and you know you and I both saw it firsthand Brandon saw it firsthand at head flyer last week uh you had hundreds of people showing up to talk wolves and 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 to get into this team I think that the crowds are going to be big early on but this is a team that is going to garner interest and and part of it's going to be hey it, the Wolves should be really good and you have Anthony Edwards and this is going to be fun and, and people are going to want to just watch it from from that aspect. But I also think that there's going to be a big element that um, has people across the league just watching them from an intrigue standpoint of, hey, how does this work? How does this come together? They are doing things differently than many, many teams out there. And that's always interesting for people to tune into. So I do think that the interest in this team overall is as high as I can ever remember in covering him. And they are going to be playing a style that is going to buck against convention. And that in and of itself is going to be intriguing. And so I, I would anticipate that TV ratings are going to be up, that attendance numbers are going to be up and that if the wins start coming, at a pretty rapid rate as, as the wolves believe they will. I mean, this, 
the, the town will quickly convert. Uh, I think they were, they're a little worn out by the twins. Um, they're kind of, they're always, this will always be a Vikings town, but there's a little skepticism about exactly what you see with that group and how good they are. And so there's an opportunity for the wolves to really kind of come up and, and grab the, the big stage going into Thanksgiving into Christmas time and, and see if they can captivate an audience like they haven't for a very, very long time. Yeah. I, I can't wait myself. Hey, uh, you know, who's really excited about this, Steve Terry, uh, going to be sitting courtside, some games going to be hobnobbing with the big wheels and he's gonna be telling us about it periodically. Uh, he of course is the managing partner for TSR injury law. They started as one office, one office business. Uh, they now, uh, have the top floors in a beautiful, uh, building in, Bloomington that we've visited and done shows from. Uh, they are there because they win cases. They will not charge you unless they win your case. They win a lot of cases. Uh, if you're injured, 612-TSR-TIME. Call 612-TSR-TIME. And if they can't help you, they'll steer, steer in the right direction. They're good people, good people to work with, people you can trust. 612-TSR-TIME. Now, John, tell us about Headflyer. Yeah, Headflyer Brewing in Northeast Minneapolis, Hennepin Avenue Northeast, right off of 35W. Great location, great tap room. We had hundreds of Timberwolves fans there for a for a fan fest just a, a little over a week ago. And uh, Neil and Nate and all the guys uh, at Headflyer Brewing want the Timberwolves to or want excuse me the uh, the tap room to be a destination for Timberwolves fans whether they're on the road whether you don't have tickets for the game they have a wide open great uh, roomy tap room to come in they have awesome beer to drink they'll have drink specials on Timberwolves game nights and they had so many fans in for the playoff run against Memphis that they put even more flat screen TVs right above the bar. They have a huge projector screen um, on one wall. And so there's all sorts of different ways you can watch. Um, they ha- you can bring your dog, bring your friends, bring your family. They'll have, they have food trucks, all sorts of things there. They have swag and merchandise to, to, um, to buy, including NBA Wolves themed merchandise and so stop by head flyer brewing in northeast minneapolis tell them the john krasinski show sent you and uh, get ready for the wolf season ring in the wolves new year at head flyer yes uh i want to let you know that the inflation reduction act has raised the federal solar investment tax credit from 26 percent to 30 percent which is not what was expected this is a good deal fantastic opportunity for residents and businesses to invest in solar the rebate includes solar power with a battery backup Uh, Solar power with battery backup can keep your lights on and heat running when a summer or winter storm hits. Solar and electric vehicle are the perfect pair. Kick fossil fuels to the curb at home and on the road by using solar to power your EV at home or provide them as a service to your business employees and customers. Hey, we know what's happening, happening on the global stage. Putin, the Saudis are trying to leverage, uh, fossil fuels against the rest of the world. Let's go electric. Let's go solar. Let's uh, have energy and independence. Check it all out, all the options at allenergysolar.com. And a lot of people are are signing up for this stuff. So get in before all these opportunities are gone. John, tell us about Manscaped. 
Welcome to Fresh Ball Fall. It's the season of pumpkin spice and making sure your crotch looks nice. That means sipping cider in a fall breeze and using Manscaped products to trim your balls with ease. That's right. Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped, a company here to make sure that your foliage isn't the only thing shedding its excess leaves. Heck, even Mother Nature knows it's time to lose the excess clutter for fall. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com <clears throat> excuse me, for 20% off and free shipping with the code ATHLETIC. Whether you're brand new or already with us at Manscaped, you could use the crown jewel of care for your family jewels, the Platinum Package 4.0. With this glorious package, you can align your entire hygiene routine all in one swoop. Inside the 10-part Platinum Package is everything you know and love about the Performance Package Plus, some shower goodies including to, included to elevate your grooming game to platinum. The Lawnmower 4.0 body trimmer and weed whacker nose and ear hair trimmer feature proprietary advanced skin safe technology to protect your delicate parts and holes. Both are waterproof so you can keep scaping even as the weather's changing. In addition to shaving, you can now completely upgrade your shower routine with the ultra premium body wash and ultra premium two in one shampoo and conditioner. You'll have your skin and hair feeling hydrated and smelling fresh. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off free shipping with the code ATHLETIC. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the code ATHLETIC. I'm going to get back to the bench here in a second. I will say, uh, listen to Michael Grady uh, work on Sunday night, and uh, I was impressed. It's, it, it's, those are hard jobs. They're harder than we recognize them to be, and it's especially difficult when you come in, you're replacing somebody who was popular you're covering a new team, uh, a new team that is getting a lot of attention, and you're trying to, you know, learn how to work with a new partner. I thought Michael was really good the other night. Yeah, he's, you know, he's, uh, for, for you see a lot of um, new play-by-play guys that that come into the league, and especially there's a guy in Charlotte, um, and, and so, there's several others around who they really want to be bombastic they really want to mm-hmm. be loud and and kind of put their stamp on the game that way and i i i really enjoyed grady's presentation just in terms of the smoothness of it it's not overwhelming he is calling the game he is letting the game come to him and he's letting the game be the show and and maybe as he gets a little more comfortable maybe as he kind of develops his own little taglines and things um you will see maybe a little bit uh variation but i just thought that as a from a viewing experience to listen to him call the game he was excited when he needed to be excited but he was chill when he needed to be chill had some good uh chemistry with jim pete early and again i think that will keep developing the more that they're in uh in the booth together um, I, I was, I was very, uh, very impressed. I think it was a really good debut. I think it's, it's someone that Wolves fans will just be able to listen to and, and digest, um, in a way that is definitely not grading or, or like kind of, you know, kind of gets on your nerves or anything. He just, he's really professional. He's just smooth as the, is, is the absolute word for it. And, uh, I'm looking forward to, to listen to, listening to more of that as the season goes along here. Yeah, and, and Jim Peterson is very good at what he does, and Grady's very willing to let him go and set him up. I just think I think that's going to be a, 
hey, it's early, like everything else is early, but I, I think that sets up to, for a really fun uh, listening and viewing experience this year. Uh, so Nas Reed has been pretty effective this preseason. Is he being effective in the ways that are going to get him more minutes, or is he just kind of playing well in the preseason? Well, I mean, I think he's doing in some ways what Nas Reed does, and that's not a bad thing at all. Um, I think that when he has been most successful in his career and then in this um, in this preseason is when he gets a favorable matchup against a smaller front court. He is very skilled as a player. He can handle it. He can shoot it. He can uh, put the ball on the deck and get to the basket. He is athletic. He had a huge dunk um, in the Clipper game. And, and so when he is facing players his size and, um, and, and generally with that second unit, he's an upgrade over a lot of backup centers in this league. Um, and it, it is the times that he has been put in positions where he is starting against bigger players in the front court, that's when it's a little tougher for him to get his shot off to get those rebounds that they need, things of that nature. And so um, the good news for for Nas and really for the Wolves is that he has shown, I think, even a little bit more to his game this preseason and more polish. Uh, he's been one of the hardest workers on the team, was spent almost all summer here working, and so, um, so that's encouraging. I don't know that it's got to the point where, okay, he's a starting caliber player in this league. The good news is the Wolves don't need that. They have Rudy Gobert right. and Carl Anthony Towns. So um, I think that they have seen what you could reasonably expect and maybe even a little bit more from Nas. And as long as he is able to exploit those kinds of matchups uh, with second units, I think he will be able to carve out some minutes here and there for for them. Maybe they won't be quite as regular as they were previously before Gobert's arrival, uh, but he definitely has a place in this league. Um, he has a great insurance policy should Towns or Gobert have any kind of injuries uh, and, and miss some time. And so so that that is a good deal. Um, and uh, yeah, especially against the, the Clippers in the second half. I mean, he took it to those backup front court players and, uh, and and really kind of made his presence felt. So that that was a good thing to see. One more topic today. Uh, we will, of course, be doing this show every week, all season. It's going to be a fascinating season. Thank you for listening to TalkingWork.com. Best way to listen, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's easy. And, of course, you can always go to TalkingWork.com, see all of our shows, all of the archives of all of our shows, and uh, and our outdoor content and variety content, as well as the best sports lineup in town. Uh, I thought that Bryn Forbes was a nice acquisition. I have completely fallen for the guy. Uh, I love what I see. Yeah, absolutely, Jim. I mean, you know, talking to a couple of people in the organization just about what they expect from him and what they wanted to see from him, I, it kept coming up when when people were were telling me about him of like, look, this guy has limitations from a size perspective, from a defensive perspective, but he just finds a way to make things happen when he's on the court. And that shot is legit now. Oh yeah. You know, it, it, it's kind of like one thing I, I wondered about with him and I knew that he was more than this, but you just think about it as kind of all of the wolf scar tissue comes from, comes to the forefront every, every summer when they're adding players. But a, a few years ago, uh, the wolves brought in this guy named Troy Daniels. 
Um, and he was a knockdown shooter, uh, a, you know, career 40% shooter, but you, so you thought, okay, he's going to get in, he's going to space the floor. He's going to, he's going to really make opponents pay and, um, and, and it's going to be a great thing, but he just never really materialized because, um, he didn't shoot it as well as he normally did when he was, when he was on the floor, the, the opportunities didn't present themselves as much because I think part of that is he didn't know how to play to get himself open and get himself in a passer's field of vision so he could catch and shoot. And Bryn Forbes knows how to do all of those things. Like he, he just plays within the flow of a game. He finds the pockets in a defense where there are holes and, and that also are um, in position to where uh, the, the, the driver can get a pass to him. And when he gets it, man, he knocks it down. And so you just you can see times and and I thought that Sunday night was the perfect example of what we might see how uh, Chris Finch deploys him in the in the regular season. They came out. The Wolves came out. I think they missed nine of their first 11 threes. Uh, the, the Clippers are hitting a bunch of threes and Finch says, all right, I'm going to go to Forbes. I need someone who can knock down an open shot. And he comes in and starts firing and drilling. And I think he had five of six in the game. And it just provides a different dimension. It stretches the defense out and makes them respect him. And he cannot just do that in the preseason. He has done that for the Milwaukee Bucks in the NBA Finals, playing a role in a rotation. And so I just think he's a crafty dude that knows how to minimize his weaknesses, knows how to exploit the advantages that he has. And I think he's going to be an important part of, of what the Timberwolves do. Maybe not 28 minutes a night like Mick Malik Beasley uh, often was, um, but I do think that he is going to be a weapon that Finch can really use, and he's not just going to be this, this shooter uh, in theory who sits on the bench and never gets any time. Thanks to everyone who listens to TalkNorth.com. This team is going to be very popular this year. This podcast is already very popular, one of the most popular on our very large network. If you'd like to advertise with the show or the network, you can reach Karen Cleary at K-C-L-E-A-R-Y at TalkNorth.com. For today, thanks to John, thanks to Brandon, and thank you for listening to TalkNorth.com. We'll be back next week.